Masech's Arla Parak Beis Mishnah Yud Dalad until Parak Beis Mishnah Yud Zayin. The remaining Mishnahs of this Parak are actually based on two previous arguments which we've had in this Parak. The first of those arguments which we had in Mishnah Yud, and originally actually in Mishnah Aleph as well, was whether two different prohibitions can combine. For example, if you have Ola Pepper and Kleakerim Pepper and Truma Pepper, do they combine in a mixture to forbid the mixture? So if there's not enough chulin to nullify all of them put together, then the chulin will be forbidden. And that is indeed the opinion of the Chachomim. However, according to Rabbi Shimon, even if they're the same types of food, so in that case it's both peppers, nevertheless, unless it is also the same prohibition, they do not combine. So again, in a case where you have two forbidden foods, which are the same type of food, but they are forbidden for two different reasons, according to the Chachomim, they do combine. According to Rabbi Shimon, they do not combine. The second argument which the next three Mishnahs will be based on is that which we saw in Mishnah Yud Aleph and also Mishnah Yud Beis, and that concerns the important principle of Zevozegirim, where you have two causes of something, and one cause involves something forbidden, and the other is permitted, and together they cause a result. The example we had over there was where you had truma sourdough and chulin sourdough, which were added to regular chulin dough. And individually, each piece of sourdough was not enough to cause that dough to rise. However, if they are combined, then they do cause the dough to rise. That's known as Zevozegirim. And we saw over there that according to Biliezer, Zevozegirim is Osir, it's forbidden, we follow the forbidden part, the forbidden cause, which in that case was the truma sourdough. However, the Chachom hold that Zevozegirim Mutter, that it's permitted because we follow the permitted cause, which in that case was the Chulin sourdough. So again, we've got two arguments which the next three Mishnahs will be based on. The first one, according to the Chachomim, two different kinds of prohibitions can combine. According to Shimon, they cannot combine. And the second argument is that according to Biliezer, Zevozegirim Osir, whereas according to the Chachomim, Zevozegirim Mutter. So we begin. So shall Trum of Shalklea Kerem, Truma sourdough and Kleakerem sourdough, Shenofrulusach Issa, which both fall into a chulin piece of dough. And Lebozek de Lechamets, Lebozek de Lechamets. The Truma sourdough by itself is not enough to cause the chulin dough to rise, and neither is the Kleakerem sourdough enough in itself to cause the chulin dough to rise. However, when it's Torfu, once they are combined and they're both added to this dough, v'chintzu, they do cause the dough to rise. So the Tanakama of our Mishnah follows the Chachomim of Mishnah Aleph and Mishnah Yud, that two different prohibitions can combine, and therefore the Truman and the Kleakerim combine, and since for non-Kleanim those two things are forbidden, so they both combine, and therefore also Lazarim, the dough will be forbidden for non-Kleanim to eat that dough. However, Mutul HaKleanim, it's permitted for Kleanim, because for Kleanim it's exactly the same case as in Mishnah Yudalef. Because since Truma is permitted for Kleanim, it will be the same as if Chulin sourdough combined with Kleakerim sourdough. So it's just a question of Zevozegirim. You've got something permitted and something forbidden, which combine to get the result of the dough rising. And according to this opinion, we follow the Chachomim Mishnah Yudalef, that Zevozegirim is permitted, and therefore this will be permitted for Kleanim. Now, according to Rabbi Shimon in Mishnah Aleph and Mishnah Yud, that two prohibitions cannot combine, so Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon permits the dough even for non-Kleanim as well as for Kleanim, since the prohibitions of Truman and Kleakem do not combine, and since each one by itself is not sufficient to cause the dough to rise, the dough remains permitted.
Mishnah Tesvav. The following Mishnah is very similar to the previous Mishnah, except that the previous Mishnah discussed sourdough, whereas this Mishnah will discuss spices. Tavon shall trumov shall klea kerem. You've got trumov spices and you've got klea kerem spices, shenofu bakadera, which both fall into a pot of a cooked dish. And the cooked dish is chulin. And once again, the trimmer spices alone were not enough to give a taste to the rest of the mixture. And neither were the kleakerim spices. However, combined, when it's torfu, once they were combined together, the siblu, they did spice up the rest of the mixture and give off their taste. So as Mishnah, according to the Tanakama, also lazarim, it's forbidden for non kleanim, since this follows the p- opinion of the chachomim in Mishnah Aleph and Yud, that two different prohibitions can combine. However, umutala kleanim, it is permitted for kleanim, since the truma is totally permitted for the kleanim. So the only forbidden thing is the kleakerim, and that is not enough to give off a taste, and therefore the kleanim can eat it. However, Rabbi Shimon matalazorim v'lakleanim, Rabbi Shimon permits it both for non and for Kleanim, since Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that two different prohibitions cannot combine. Mishnah Zion, this machlekes between the Tankama and Rabbi Shimon also has ramifications when it comes to the laws of Karbonus, and it's going to be a very similar case to what we've had until now. There's going to be one thing which is forbidden for everybody, mixed with something else which is forbidden only for non kayanim and only once they are combined and added to Chulin do they affect the Chulin. Says the Mishnah, A piece of meat of Kodshe Kodshim. All Karbonus are split into two categories. One is Kodshe Kodshim and one is Kodshim Kalim. Kodshe Kodshim are on a higher level, and certain Kodshe Kodshim are not eaten at all, they're totally burnt on the Mizbeach, whereas there are also some Kodshe Kodshim which are eaten, but they have to be eaten within the Beit HaMikdosh itself, and only by male Kleanim. So whereas Kodshim Kalim, Kleanim can feed to their families, and in fact even non-Kleanim could eat them, when it comes to Kodshim Kodshim, only male Kleanim, who are in the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash, only they can eat these Karbanas. So you have a piece of meat which is only permitted for male Kleanim, and it gets mixed with another piece of meat. And the other piece of meat is forbidden for everybody. For example, if it's Shal Piggle, if it's a Piggle piece of meat, and that refers to meat which is from an animal, which at the time of its slaughtering, or at the time of another process done to the Karbanas, if at that time the Kayan who was doing it had the intention that the carbon should be eaten after the fixed time which is given to eat that carbon. So for example, if a carbon can be eaten for two days, and while the Kayan slaughters the animal, he has intention that it should be eaten in a week's time. So even if he ends up eating it before then, nevertheless, as soon as he has had that intention, he invalidates the carbon, and that carbon is known as piggle, and it needs to be burnt. And that will be forbidden for anybody to eat. Or if it's Vishal Nisar, if it's a piece of meat which was left past its f- fixed time, so this has nothing to do with the intention, but if let's say a carbon had to be eaten within two days, after those two days are up, that meat becomes Nisar and it needs to be burnt. So again, you've got one piece of meat which is permitted only for male Karnim to eat, and you've got another piece of meat which is invalid for anybody to eat, and those two, they are cooked with other pieces of meat of Chulin, of regular meat which anybody can eat. And once again, there's enough Chulin to nullify the Kodshe Kodshe meat by itself, or to nullify the Pigal or Nisar meat by itself, but not to nullify both of them together. Says the Mishnah, according to the Hatanakama, the two prohibitions combine. So since there's not enough Chulin to nullify both of them put together, also Lazorim, it's forbidden for non Koyanim, or even for female Koyanim, and the family of a Koyan, it's forbidden for them to eat from that mixture. However, Umutala Kranim is permitted for the male Kranim, since only the Pigal or Nosor meat is forbidden for them, and there is enough Chulin to nullify that.
On the other hand, once again, Rabbi Shimon Matil Azorim Shimon permits the meat, the entire mixture, for both non kayanim and kayanim. Since according to Rabbi Shimon, the Koche Koche meat and the Noiser or Pigol meat do not combine, since there are different prohibitions, and therefore the entire mixture is permitted for anybody. Mishnah Yudzayin, in this Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon is not going to argue with the Chachomim, and even Rabbi Shimon will agree that the two different prohibitions do combine. What's the case? Besar Koche Kodshim, meat of a carbon which is on the Koche Kodshim level, so it can only be eaten by male Kayanim, Besar Kodshim Kalim, and the meat of a carbon which is on the Kodshim Kalim level, which can be eaten even by non Kayanim. And we're going to see in this mission another factor is added to do with Tuma and Tahara. So it's important to realize that when it comes to both Koche Kodshim and Kodshim Kalim, somebody who is Tome may not eat any carbon. Be it as it may, these two pieces of meat, in Bashar and Basara Taiva, they were cooked with Basara Taiva, which literally means meat of desire, and it refers to meat which is eaten only to fulfill one's desire, as opposed to a carbon. So it's just a name for regular Chulin meat. And once again, like in the previous Mishnayis, only when the two carbon meats combine, do they actually give off a taste to the rest of the chulin meat? Now, since all of these Mishnahis are holding like the Chachomim, that Zevozegorem mutter, and this is a case of Zevozegorem because one of the pieces of meat is permitted for non kayanim and one is forbidden, and then they are combined and put into the chulin meat. So, since we say Zevozegorem mutter, everybody agrees that the mixture of meat will be permitted even for non kayanim Again, because this is of the opinion that that Zevozegorem is mutter. The question is, what about Tomei people? For somebody who's Tomei, that is similar to the previous few cases, where both of the pieces of meat are forbidden for him. Both types of korbanos are forbidden for a Tomei person, and therefore you would expect that we would have the same achleikas as we have had over the past few Mishnayas. That according to the Tanakama, the meat should be forbidden for Tomei people, since both prohibitions, in this case the Koche Kochim and the Kochim Kalim, would combine. And of course, in this case, would be permitted for Tahar people, because they can eat Karbonus. However, contrary Shimon, we would expect that even Tomei people would be allowed to eat this mixture of meat, since Rabbi Shimon holds that two prohibitions do not combine. So since each piece of carbon meat is not enough in itself to give off its taste to the rest of the mixture, you would think that Rabbi Shimon would allow it. However, says the Mishnah, also according to everybody, it's forbidden for Tomei people. And of course, it would be permitted for Tahar people. And the reason why Rabbi Shimon does not argue in this case is because Rabbi Shimon agrees that different levels of carbonus are still considered one overall prohibition. It's true that they are prohibited to different levels, and one's permitted for Kayanim, one is forbidden for Kayanim, and they do have different laws. However, they're still both called Kodshim, they're both called Karbanus, and therefore even according to Rishimun, they do combine. Now, in fact, we actually saw this principle in the first mission of the Perek. We saw there that even Rabbi Shimon agrees that Truma, Trumas Maisa, Chalo, and Bekurim would also all combine, even according to Rishimun, since the Torah calls all of those four things Truma. So since they all are called the same thing, even Rabbi Shimon agrees that they do combine, since really it's just considered like one prohibition. Whereas in the previous few Mishnayas, where we had Truma and Ola, for example, or Truma and Kilea Kerem, in that case that is two different prohibitions, and therefore in those cases Rabbi Shimon would say that they do not combine.